Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line Luke Shankula. He is the CEO and leading mortgage marketing expert at Paragon Digital Marketing. Luke, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and, you know, obviously big fan of the show and just, you know, really just excited to, to, to kind of get here and, and talk a little bit with you on, on what we're doing. I love the fact that we're both digital marketers. You know, one of the interesting thing about digital marketing in general, right, is that some people niche down to one or two specific areas of expertise, while others are more generalists, right? And I vacillated back and forth between being a niche down person versus mm -hmm. being a generalist. I'm really interested to hear about your background and right. what your like how how your genesis to becoming a digital marketer exclusively for the lending and mortgage industry. Can you please tell me a little bit about, you know, your background and how you became so awesome? Yeah, absolutely. So, um this all happened really uh, I worked at a mortgage lending company up until January of 2017. In let's say June of 2016, I was, I was a top producing account executive. I, you know, I was just loving, loving life or whatever. And they laid off a whole bunch of people. And all of a sudden our turn times to close deals went like tripled in, in, in time. Right. And so I lost the vast majority of my clients and then our pricing was also horrible. So, so anyway, I, I, I got depressed. I started getting, you know, all kinds of, uh, I just, I basically blamed the company. I, I blamed everybody but myself. I wasn't willing to take responsibility. I started drinking. I started doing all kinds of, you know, things. I was just, I was just pissed. Right. I was just pissed. January. So, so a little bit later that year, actually, uh, and, and that's why I love podcasts is a little later that year, I actually started listening to the podcast Entrepreneur on Fire. And it got me thinking about, mm. Hey, you know what? Like I, I can start a business. I can, I can do so. Cause I've always wanted to, to do something. I always wanted to be a CEO. I always wanted to grow, you know, a business, but I, I just kind of thought I needed to do it the traditional way. And so I, I started listening to that. I started thinking about, Hey, maybe I can start my own business. January of 2017 got laid off. Right. So, so I got laid off uh, along with pretty much everybody else in the company. And I was like, man, I, I needed, this is the perfect opportunity. I had a good severance. I had some things like that. And so I was like, man, this is the perfect opportunity for me to start my business. So I tried to start a contract processing business. I start, tried to start a mortgage brokerage and 
I, I would just say I, I kind of failed at those things. I didn't give it a lot of, of work, right? I just got, I kind of realized I didn't really like doing those things uh, pretty quickly. But in that meantime, I I've discovered digital marketing, right? I was listening, again, one of the things that, that came up on Entrepreneur on Fire was he started talking to Russell Brunson. They were talking about ClickFunnels. He'd, they'd always talk about Facebook ads. They'd talk about marketing all the time. And I was like, man, I love marketing. I was a business admin degree in college. I always kind of gravitated to, towards marketing. So I just... I started diving right in and I was like, man, I can do this. And so in June of 2017, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for other people. And I started my agency, right? And what that means is it was still just me and I had no clients. <laughs> so, so it wasn't really an agency, right? But, you know, I tried, I was, I was learning marketing. I, I got my first client, I think in August of that year, November of that year, I ended up having to get a job again because I made like pretty much maybe five grand over that six month period of time. And so in San, in San Diego, that just doesn't work, right? You can't make money doing that. And so I had to get a job again. Four months later, got laid off again. Still didn't have a ton of traction with the business, but this time I was like, I'm not ever going back corporate. I'm gonna do my own thing. Finally started to see momentum. And I, I would say that the rest is history, but we, you know, there were still some ups and downs. There still is ups and downs. You know, February of 2019 had our biggest month within six weeks, lost about 60,000 a, uh, a month in revenue uh, in a six week period of time. And so, you know, I had to rebuild again, right? And so, so that's, that's kind of the journey, right? It's, it's, it's been a rocky sort of road, but it's been super fulfilling, you know, and, and I've achieved a lot of the goals that I set out to, to achieve, right? Uh, and that's where we are today, right? It's just kind of continuing to grow the, the business, working specifically with lenders. And as you mentioned, you know, we weren't always specialized. It wasn't until... I would say uh, December of 2019, when I decided to just cut off everybody else and go all in on one niche. And the, the following month, we like doubled in size. And so it, it paid off, right? Because we were able to, to really go deep into that niche to provide more than just lead generation services, coaching, things like that. Uh, and that's what we've sort of evolved to, right? Is how can we serve our specific industry as deep as possible and solve the biggest problems that they have in their, in their business, right? You know, that's really interesting that uh, you you bring a lot of those points up. One specific thing I want to ask you, though, did you end up putting together a uh, like a suite of, of packages for each uh, mortgage broker to use? Or are you still consulting with them on a custom basis? No. Like, how did yeah. that uh, uh, how did that work out for you? Yeah, custom. We generally don't do custom work. Right. So, so it's, it's pretty much I mean, it's 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 a hybrid. It's mostly uh, templated out stuff, right? We have the same landing pages, the same you know type of ads. We use a lot of the same type of copy. We do change up the ad creative depending on the area because obviously homes in San Diego are going to look different than homes in in you know Washington versus Virginia versus Florida, right? So like there is some customization that goes in there, but we're not doing you know custom builds for people. We're not building VSLs out, things like that. You know that that takes a ton of work. So we've been able to essentially create a machine, a lead generation machine, or a conversion version machine that, that we just plug our loan officers into and they if they follow the process that we outlay for them like hey you know what here's how you have to follow up we have coaches in our group that literally teach them loan officers that teach them here's how we're seeing success you need to follow up a certain amount of times you need to say these sorts of things here's what you do to get the docs back here's what you got to do to close the deal here's how you get more real estate partners again going much deeper into it and so we provide almost like a hybrid done for you in a consulting sort of thing right so there is that coaching on the back end uh, that we do help them with. That's all, you know, custom, right? Because it's just kind of live trainings. But as far as like the actual package, we've created a vehicle and we're continuing to improve the vehicle. But this vehicle is what is a proven, it's a proven vehicle, right? Like if we have to customize everything, these things aren't proven, right? So we have to 
test things. Like here, it, the case is now we, we can just pretty much launch an ad and within days we're getting results, right? We just know what's proven and we can do that over and over and over again. And so, you know, that also allows us to, you know, reduce the cost because, you know, custom builds are, you know, super expensive. Custom builds are expensive, right? I mean, you gotta, it's like reinventing the wheel every right. freaking time, right? right? Uh, you know, I want to talk with you a little bit more about this because it seems that you have a templated system right? That, it, that works specifically for the mortgage industry. And before we move on, can this templated system be applied also, say, to, to tangent type people like people in real estate, selling homes, mortgage, real estate brokers, things like that, or other types of originators or real estate flippers? Do you also serve those types of clients or do you just a mortgage broker, buddy? Yeah. Everyone else go off to the side. I've done all of that. So we did, a, uh, you know, in 2019, the, the big shift was we were doing a lot of health insurance stuff. Uh, same sort of uh, approach, right? We're, we're building out uh, basically survey funnels for our clients, generating, you know, leads that are 10, 12 questions long, uh, things like that, right? So, so generating higher quality, higher intent type of leads. But so we've done that. I've done real estate investing. I've done health insurance, PNC insurance. I've done real estate. I've done all of these things. So, so yeah, technically those could all you know, with, with a few minor changes, they could all fit into the, some of the same frameworks, right? It wouldn't be the exact same ads, it wouldn't be the exact same, you know, surveys, things like that, but you could, you know, make minor tweaks that, that would work across the board because uh, what I find is anything that you have to qualify for like that, like again, investing, insurance, mortgage, they can all fall into that same, like, hey, you can do a long form survey, auto finance, I did some affiliate stuff for auto finance in the past and auto insurance stuff. So it all kind of fits, however, for us, we only specifically serve the loan officer niche, right? So we only work specifically with mortgage brokers uh, and, and it's all residential, right? Residential mortgage brokers or, or loan officers, right? So retail versus or, or, or brokers. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that. Let's segue into your one big tip, right? Because as you put together this framework for mortgage brokers to follow, in order to sell residential mortgages, right? You really have them on like a step-by-step -step. and there are some core pieces of the puzzle that need to be addressed before you can, uh, before you can really help them, right? Because let's face it, at least here in Florida, I can tell you, right? One out of every eight citizens in the state of Florida has a real estate or mortgage broker license. Yeah. True fact, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's something similar in Fairly California, similar here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So what does that mean? That means that you have a lot of, uh, you have a lot of amateurs constantly coming into the, uh, coming into the marketplace and only about 5% of, you know, that entire bunch of people that, that take the effort in order to get these licenses in order to sell houses or, or loans. There are the, the, it's only 5% of the people that are actually making money from it. Right. right? And then all those others, they're all like, you know, scratching their heads like, oh, I want to use social media. You know, like I, I get calls like that all the time. Hey, Jeff, you know, like how do I go viral on my on my uh, Facebook page that has 120 people that liked it? Nobody. No. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You, you know, so, so what happens is that, you know, well, first of all, you have to pre-qualify those people. Right. Once we get past the pre the pre-qualification Let's talk about your one big tip. How do you serve this particular group of people to the highest level? Yeah. And so what, my, one of my biggest things and one of my biggest sort of uh, learning processes, and, I'll, and then I'll get into that one tip, but one of the biggest things that I learned early on was trying to have the focus, right? And you talk about one big tip, one big thing. That, that's the same thing that I sort of focused on was like 
try to find one or two platforms that you can get really, really good at, right? So many times, you know, you hear people like Gary Vaynerchuk that's like, you need to be on all the platforms and putting out content on every single platform and have 52 pieces of content that's going out every single day. And you're like, like the, 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 the person. That's like, bro, slow down. <laughs> you, you do that. Yeah, you can do that because you have, you know, 10 people. Well, he's got a, he had a film crew following him every right, day, right? right? We don't it, have that. No, Not yet. It, it's, it's, it's just unrealistic and it's, uh, and the reality is, you know, spending time on one or two platforms is going to get you a much better result because you're actually going to learn the ins and outs of those platforms and being able to to maximize, you know, that. So, so for me, like I worked, I did mostly Facebook organic. That's how I grew the, primarily. I did some LinkedIn stuff as well, some outreach there. But a lot of what I did was, you know, adding loan officers, things like that. So so again, just finding what works for you. Um, but, but the biggest thing, you know, that... <laughs> that we talk about. And the biggest thing is, is having some sort of a digital strategy, right? Having a way, that's kind of my one tip is having a dig, some sort of a digital strategy, right? Whether that be, you know, finding, you know, running some Facebook ads, uh, having an email list, you know, these things that, that you need to build is obviously trying to, to own the traffic that you have, right? Is obviously the first step is how do you get those people to come to you, right? Whether that be choosing LinkedIn, if, if you do something that's business to business, it's going to be a huge platform from that. Or you're using something like Facebook and you're just doing organic marketing, you're reaching out to people, but it's all about finding to me, it's about finding one platform, two platforms maximum, at least at first, that you can consistently put out content on. Or again, you, you know, use something like Facebook where if you have the, the pocketbook, you can spend the money consistently. You're going to build that brand. You're going to build that awareness. You're going to build, uh, you know, a, a, a pool of people that can buy from you over time, right? Because that's the biggest thing is, is consistency as well with a lot of these platforms, especially stuff like Facebook, where, you know, you make one post and it's gone in two days or one day or, you know, a couple hours, right? You know, it's, it's, it's not evergreen content. So it's a little tougher to, you're just constantly having to put out content, but it, it's, it's all about having some sort of a digital strategy to, to attract people into your circle, right? And again, it could be many different things. Like a lot of younger people like Instagram. I never kind of figured out Instagram, but I know a lot of people like that. There's Snapchat, there's Clubhouse just came out, right? A bunch of people are getting onto Clubhouse from seeing the massive success on Clubhouse. So I think sometimes it's distractions, are the biggest thing that hold us back from seeing and realizing success over the long term is because we keep jumping from shiny object to shiny object to shiny object. And I'm sure you know that, Jeff, right? With chatbots have come out and you know all these kinds of different things that pop out and you're like, oh, chatbot, it's the next big thing. I need to do that. And for me, I was like, I need to get really good at long form leads on Facebook. That was like my, my one thing that I did. It was like, if I can become the best at generating long form, high quality leads using this one platform, Facebook, I'm going to be able to, 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 to carve a niche for myself. Right. And I, even to the point where I got called long form Luke, that was like my nickname for a good, like year and a half. Sometimes people still call me that, but it's like, just because I, that was what all I talked about. Hey, long form leads, this long form that. And it was just like all about long form leads, right? Because that's exactly what I was trying to do was, and I told myself, like, I have to stay focused because again, in this world, like, especially as you're starting a marketing agency, you're like, oh, maybe I should do coaching. Maybe I should start a course. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should change niches. Maybe I should use chatbots. Maybe I should do messenger, whatever it is. Like there's so many different ways that you can build your business and, and, and start to attract people into your circle. But if you only do one for two months and the other one for two months and another one for two months, you're never going to build that consistency and, and that network and that uh, a group of people that are willing to buy from you because you've never actually given them some, some reason to, right? You know, so um, I want to zoom in on something over here because, and especially in your industry, let's face it, a mortgage broker is a commodity, right? 
There's a million of these guys out there. And the fact of the matter is they're selling you loans that, that aren't even, it's not like, it's not that one loan broker can necessarily get you a lower rate from the same lender unless they have, unless they're like much bigger or they have like special deals with them. But like, that's not common, right? So a mortgage broker in particular would need to somehow differentiate themselves as like, uh, you know, like I'm a better mortgage broker than the other guy. Right. So fun fact, I'll tell you a very quick story. I also got my mortgage broker license, right. Cause I was one of those one out of eight people in the state yeah, of Florida yeah, that yeah. thought I needed it. Right. I couldn't sell a refinance to my brother. Right. Who basically just gave me the, who basically just gave me the thing. Right. I messed up every single app. I think by like the fifth time, he was just like, all right, Jeff, you know, just stop, stop. You're going to hurt. I'll stuff. work with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just work with someone else. And it's true. Right. I mean, in all of that time, I made a great website, right. Which is actually how I got into all this. Right. Sure. But in terms of selling mortgages, I sucked like nobody's business. How do my, my big question here is what should somebody in that type of business where there is so much competition, right. Where you can't just come out and say, I'm the best or I sell the most, right. A lot of these people don't have the social proof to be able to say, you know, like I sold, uh, you know, $20 million worth of real estate the past year, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that number is, right? What would be the best way, especially for someone starting out to think about and to put together, especially like, uh, like your email and your marketing for, you know, for putting yourself out there to attract newer and better clients? just to hit on your point of, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. A lot of it is a commodity. Yeah. There's, there's some differentiation and rate depending on who you are, depending on what banks you're associated with, things like that. But, but the reality is like the consumer doesn't really care so much about any of that stuff. Like, yeah, they tell you they care about the rate. They tell you they care about all these things, but the reality is they really care. Like I think about rocket mortgage, right? Rocket mortgage is quicken, right? That's what everybody knows. Rocket mortgage within the mortgage industry, they're seen as the bad guy, Right. They're the bad guy because they charge higher rates typically. And, and so they kind of get away with it. But but they understand human psychology. They understand that humans, they want it to be quick. They want it to be easy. Click button, get mortgage. Right. And so they understand human psychology instead of, you know, a lot of these guys will run around mortgage brokers, particularly they'll say, I got the lowest rate. I got the lowest rate. I got the lowest rate. But guess what happens when they don't have the lowest rate? What's their value proposition? Right. And so regardless, if you do have the lowest rate or not, Always selling on price, unless you're always going to be Walmart, is a losing value proposition. You know what I mean? Like if that's like it's a it's not a good proposition unless you're unless you're like literally always going to be the cheapest in all cases, and you can somehow guarantee you're always going to be the cheapest. Then there's value to that, but there's no real value in being second cheapest or third cheapest, right? And so, how do you frame yourself to to be that expert? I think part of it is is just, again framing yourself as an expert expert putting out content, like if you're going to use uh, platforms like Facebook or, you know, use your email list and stuff, a lot of things that I learned as I marketed for my own business was people are attracted to people that are similar to them. People are attracted to people, right? So many times people get so caught up in business centric posts all the time, right? That's the only thing they can, can think about, right? So, you know, real estate agents constantly posting their listings, it's the only thing they post. And guess what? Their engagement is super low because no one wants to be the person that's like, oh man, person's always posting the listings, right? There's no value there. It's like, okay, cool. 
you can post your listings every once in a while, but you have to post other content that makes sense that's going to be relevant to your audience, right? So giving tips out about certain things or just talking about your family, just being a regular person, having funny jokes, using memes, being a well-rounded person because people are attracted to people like that, right? And, and some things, some ways that you can use uh, social proof as well. It doesn't have to be, you know, you closed a million dollars, whatever, $20 million or $30 million or $100 million last year, right? Like you can use different ways. Like when I first got started, I would only have a couple clients and I would talk about the same clients in different ways. Hey man, how we got, we getting this guy $5 leads two days later. Hey, we got 20 leads this week, right? It's the same, same guy, not saying any, anybody's names, but it's like, how can you, how can you leverage those sorts of proofs? But there's also ways that you could do it in, in a way like you, you can, there's, there's social, uh, there's proof of upward spiral. So if people can tell you're growing, you're continuing to grow as a person, you're growing uh, as a business owner and you can, and you can talk about that you're going on vacations. Uh, you know, if you can get, published in publications, you get awards, uh, you know, if you get testimonials, you can get screenshots, you know, things like that. These are all different ways that you can show social proof that doesn't have to be, I'm the, I'm closing, you know, $200 million a year, right? There's little nuances of just connecting with people on a, on a, on a personal level uh, and, and showing them like, you know, I talk about my family a lot on, on social media because reality is I love my family, but the other side of it is that's the type of people I want to work with. People that our family people that, you know, that are looking for the freedom of, of time, of money, of, of location, that want to travel with their family. Those are the type of things I like to talk about because that's who I want to work with is people that have the same sort of vision and mentality that I do. So that's what you have to think about when you're using things like, uh, like content marketing. You, know, you can even do that in your email marketing is talk about things that are going to actually connect with people because, yeah, I mean, you could spend more money than other people and you could do things like that. But, but a lot of times, you know, people do work with the first person that they contact as well. Right. So a lot of times I think it's like over 50% of people, uh, go with the first loan officer that they, they talk to. Right. And so a lot of times you don't have to be the best or anything. You just have to be the first. Right. So how can you get in front of these people and just be a constant, you know, obviously you have to talk about loans every once in a while. You don't want that. You only want that to be 10 to 30% of your content is talking about loans. Right. The rest of it's going to be talking about, you know, thought leader posts. You can talk, you know, you're traveling, you're going in places like th- those are all ways that people are like attaching themselves to you. They're like, oh, hey, this person, man, they travel every other month. They must be successful. Right. And so people start to think like, oh, this must be a really good loan officer. Right? But also making sure that you, you let them know you're available because there can be a little bit of a, oh, well, I'm, too, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I've actually had that feedback before when someone's like, man, I didn't feel like you were approachable. I just thought you were too, you know, I thought you were just too busy all the time. And so you got to be careful with that too. Like, you know, just letting people know, Hey, I am busy, but you know, I am, I can't take on clients. Right. And you do every once in a while, you can do a soft pitch, especially if you're using organic marketing, like on Facebook, your personal profile, obviously if you're using, you know, Facebook ads, uh, you know, you can pitch more often there just because it's a little different medium. Um, but I'm specifically talking about, you know, things like organic marketing, email type of things. So you can start to nurture a list or nurture an audience of people that are, you know, potential clients. Amazing stuff, Luke. Thank you so much for sharing that. Can you please let everyone know how they can reach you on your website and how they can reach out to you directly as well? Yeah, so you can find um, us. Our, our website is paragondmg.com. That's a, a quick, easy way to find them. We got some case studies on there, stuff like that. And then also you can find me on Facebook. That's probably the, the main place to shoot me a message there. Or you can shoot me an email at luke at paragondmg.com. That's the main ways that you can get a hold of me. Amazing stuff. And also you have a download, right? You have a download on your site that uh, people can get to? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to put something together. We're going to get a link set up, a redirect link set up for you. Uh, we're going to do loansondemand.com. 
co slash one tip and slash we'll, one big tip. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. Tip, great. Right, yeah. yeah. So, all right, perfect. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that you're putting that together. It seems that you have, you know, like that you have this whole agency part figured out and especially, you know, like working with the, working with mortgage brokers. I mean, you know, they're an interesting bunch, right? Because, you know, you do have to figure out, you know, who are, you know, who's actually playing in this industry versus who are the amateurs or, or, you know, just dipping their big toe in the water. And actually the ones that big, that dip their big toe in the water, those they're not going to be successful, right? Because the ones that think uh, that, oh, I'll do this on my part-time or I'll do this on weekends, eh, it's it's not going to work, right? It's just not. Yeah, there's, you know? there's, there's definitely a misconception out there that all loan officers and real estate agents make a ton of money. And while there is definitely an uncapped potential for income, there's also, uh, I think, 85% of them fail within the first year, something along those numbers, right? And so, yeah, I mean, you mentioned there's one in eight in Florida. I think there's 50,000 uh, real estate agents here in San Diego. <laughs> so there, there's definitely a, a good amount of, uh, of people that are attempting to do that. And, and one of the top searches this last year in 2020 was how to become a loan officer. I was doing some research on you know some of the, the topics that are being searched for and like marketing for real for loan officers wasn't so much because everybody's so busy with how low rates are right now. Um, but people are seeing, oh man, there's opportunity there to be a loan officer, right? It's it's a it's a year of a feast for for loan officers because of you know rate the rate market right now. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. All right, cool. Luke, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been very informative. I love nerding out on this stuff. I love presenting it to people. And I'm sure that our listeners are going to get a lot of great value out of it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. 